Hey guys, it's Cammy and it's Amanda and we're basically basic. Okay, I need y'all to know this is our second time recording <laughs> this intro because we just did this again and the Amanda and I, we've told you this before, but we don't actually like plan really what we're going to like we have a theme what we're going to talk about but we do yeah. not like break it down really beyond that cuz we want it to be natural. We yeah. want to flow. It's like you're getting coffee with us and we're just having a conversation and who would plan their conversation before they get coffee? That'd Nobody. be weird, right? Yeah. So, but one thing we do need to plan is who talks first after the intro because we're both very <laughs> humble people and we'll wait on the other person. <laughs> and so what just happened was we recorded the intro and I was like we're basically basic and then we just stared at each and other. We were like what now? In silence. Who's for talking? Far too long. We're like, that is awkward for everyone involved. So take two. Here we are. <laughs> it is a gloomy Tuesday in Dallas-Fort Worth. Honestly, the forecast says it's supposed to rain for the next like 500 years. Yeah. And I'm over it. I was like, I, I told Cammy I looked at the weather and I was a little bit concerned for Noah's Ark part two. Oh, for real. I'm like, Lord. It's like, why is there so much water choose me coming? to be on the Ark. Yeah. If two he picks two. two basic girls, can me and you be the two? <laughs> two by two, two he, basics? He brought them two by two, two basics. Oh, I love that. Amanda, how's your week been? It's been great. We celebrated my husband's birthday. Happy birthday, Tyler. Sweet, Tyler. Gwen made him a card. It was really cute. She put dog stickers and ice cream stickers Stop. on it. It was so, so cute. He was like, I'm going to save this forever. Obviously. It was adorable, obviously. Um, it's been really good. Good. It's been good. What are you drinking from Starbucks today? So I'm actually drinking in my Yeti cup. I'm Which you said a, is really keeping it warm. It's really, I'm like actually surprised. And it's really, um, I'm just being budget friendly right now. So, so I smart. drink my uh, Starbucks from home, but it was a Starbucks K-cup. Of course. And it's a uh, pie roast, I think. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. It's really good. I we with, actually, with, with the almond milk, milk <laughs> creamer. Hello, which um, our sweet intern, Hannah, who we can't wait for you guys to meet, she texted me the other day and she was like, I need you to know something, a confession. And I was like, what, Hannah? She was like, I was totally on your team of not liking almond milk. And now Amanda has got me hooked on it. And I was yes. like, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> I said, that's one fine. You can text me about it, but don't tell Amanda don't about tell it. tell her. But now I'm telling you. Let's so. just like conspire against her with almond milk. I was like, keep it just between us. The creamer I use is really good though. It's the, you just buy it from like wherever the grocery store and it's like an almond milk hazelnut. So it has like mm. a pump of hazelnut in the creamer, but it's still like an almond milk based creamer. Okay. I guess I'll like try it. So just like I come try over. It so I'm drinking that from my Yeti cup. It's not an actual Starbucks cup, but you know. Cool. Well, I already finished my Starbucks on the way here, and I was so boring today. I just got a plain... Pack roast, too? Well, I asked for oh. dark roast. Oh. So I prefer, like, really strong coffee. I yeah. prefer strong men, strong women, <laughs> strong coffee, and strong wine. And strong everything. It's strong everything and a strong else. God. And his name is Jesus. <laughs> you have all of those. I have all those things in my life. But yeah, I got a strong dark roast coffee Love. with some half and half. And mm. it really hit the spot. It sounds like it did, It really girl. did. Um, Do you want to know what, though? I yeah. found out on the way here that is really annoying to me, like really just like gets under my skin. Oh, yeah. So with this, the size of this cup, it doesn't fit in any of my cup holders. And within, I was like, I won't spill it. I'm just going to like keep it, you know, in this like certain spot in the car or whatever. Well, I like leaned it in the cup holder and... Within two minutes of backing on my driveway, coffee like spilled all in it. I had to go back inside, get a paper towel, and it just really, really aggravated me. Like I wish y'all could see my face right now because <laughs> there is nothing. 
that irks me more than that. No. And I actually like feel angry for you yes. right now. Yes. And then it happened again. So then it was like a speed bump, like closer, the, like the closer I got no. to here. And it happened again and spilled a bit on my leg, which I'm wearing shorts. So it's not that big of a deal. But if I had been wearing jeans, you can imagine how I would have just been really mad. But my question is like, why? Why are they I doing don't. that? I don't it know. It is a universal size that yeah, is all cup holders. I don't know. Why are you giving me a cup that what, doesn't look fit Look how big. It doesn't fit in the And the worst holder. part is, it's like because it's unique, because it's different, your eye is drawn to it. And you're oh, like, I want that's it. the Yeti yes. I want. It yes. looks cool. I know. Why I is know. it cool? Oh, it's cool because it doesn't fit in a cup holder. Oh, it's cool because it's going to spill all over your outfit. Good luck with that. <laughs> it should come with a warning. It really should. It Honestly. I'm cute, but will not, I will not fit in a cup holder. <laughs> Like driving, I was kind of laughing to myself at how mad I was getting. I was like, this is really irking me. I'm very mad at this situation. It's the little things in life that make us basic, and that is one of them. And if you're listening to this and you're basic too, you know exactly what we're talking talking about, about. and you've also been very frustrated by it. You have been personally victimized by the two big Yeti cups. Yes, or any coffee mug. Yeah, or any coffee mug that doesn't fit in the cup holder. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by Regina George. (laughs) Me. Me. Oh, speaking of me, that's the perfect transition. Perfect segue. Okay, so as you know, or may not know, if you're not basic enough, um, if you've been living under a rock, (laughs) yeah, then you don't know this. Taylor Swift came out with a new single, and let me just say, I don't mean to brag, so I'm just gonna do a little bit of a humble brag. But right after, I don't mean to brag, but I'm about to. (laughs) I don't mean to brag, but it's gonna be like a side of brag. So right after Reputation came out, and it was like the snake. I'm like ominous Taylor. You can't touch me. I literally told Cammy first move. I was like, you know what's coming next? It's like bubble gum and rainbows because she can't stay on this forever. She's gonna go the complete opposite. You absolutely did say that. And what did she do? Bubble gum and rainbows. Literally and rainbows and, sparkles. Is, and, and unicorn and sparkles. Yeah. And the music video. Is, new, okay, so her new song is Me. Yeah. Again, if you've lived under a rock, you don't know this. If you've mm-hmm. been anywhere in this world, you do know. And if you've watched the music video, it starts with the snake. Yes. That like turns into a butterfly. And then turns into butterflies. Yep. So Amanda, you like totally called that. I mean, I just had a feeling. It was like she has to get this anger out and this like side of her out, this dark side. She like wants the world to know it's there. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna be forever. No. It's not who you are. Well, okay. So tell me your thoughts, and I'm gonna share mine. So okay. So what are your thoughts on me? Me. So the first time I heard it, I wasn't the biggest fan. But that's also how I felt about uh, "Look What You Made Me Do." When I first heard it, I was like, "This is a train wreck." I didn't understand it the very first time. I thought it was like a mix between Regina Spector and like old Taylor. I didn't really understand it. But but then obviously I got it, and I got on the train and loved it very quickly. But with this song. I felt like it kind of sounds like Red, her album Red, a little bit. Like it just sounds kind of, what's, there's a, how does the song go? Her Red song go, do you remember? Loving him was Red. Yeah, I felt like this was like a, I'm about to turn 30 version of Red. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't love it at first, but I've listened to it a couple of times since. And now I'm, now I'm kind of on the train. Okay, but can I tell you my theory on that, which is why I'm kind of freaked out. Yes. I'm freaked out because that is like the common thing that I say and I feel like everyone says with Taylor Swift is like you listen to a song and you don't really like it, but then the more you listen to it, you love it. Yeah. So my question is, are we all being brainwashed by Taylor Swift? Probably. Like, is there something in her song that's like, yeah. you will like this song, like underneath in the background. <laughs> the more I play it. Every time you play it, you'll <laughs> like it more. Because like I, again, like first time I listened to it, to be honest, I was like, meh, been done before. Like, yeah. I feel like all of her songs are kind of. The same. Sounding the same. Yeah. Which could be, this is just her Baby, style. And like, I am team. 
but you know See? there is a me. That's literally how the words go. That's the song and me? Yeah. She says, baby, there's no I in team, but you know there is a me. Oh, I don't even think I realized what the words are. See, th- this is what it is. There's so many hidden messages. Because the real words that are, you have to listen to it over. you will love this song. Yeah. <laughs> listen to it a hundred times. You will make me very rich. Just keep <laughs> And my name's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Ooh. Okay, but really, so shake it off. Like, hated shake it off the first time. I was like, this is dumb. Then it was like. Then it was when, like, you can't hate when it, it. I still am like a weirdo that listens to like actual radio. But yeah. like, when it would come on the radio, it's like my heart would start to come alive. Yeah. Be like, oh my God, it's my song. <laughs> shake it off. And I feel like me is going to be the same way. Probably. Music video was super happy. It's so happy and Loved fun. it. But yeah, I mean, it was, to be honest, I was like, meh, meh, I'm not so sure about it. Until the beat drops after the chorus. Which one is that? In me. I'm saying like once it like. Once, like, the chorus oh, happens, yes, and then yes, there's, yes. like, those, that cool, like, it kind of yes, opens it, up. it, like, opens up. Yeah. I like that. There's some, there has to be something about the way she writes it, and it just sucks you in. Oh, totally. And I'll, let's be real, I'm going to go listen to it Again, after this podcast. Am I looking and forward to the full on album? On the whole ride home. Absolutely. When is the album coming out? Do we know? No. no. Maybe there isn't even one. Oh, apparently, oh. though, she was doing, at the tour, Reputation Tour, she was doing Hidden Messages, that this was coming. Okay, Taylor, you're not Harry Potter. I, like, I don't need... <laughs> Like breadcrumbs, just like <laughs> release your music. Oh my gosh! I mean that—that's the rumor. I'm—I'm I'm not. I, mean, I believe in, you. I'm not on the inside, so I don't for sure know. But anyway, I go to Nashville in a couple of weeks, so you can be sure find that out. I will find the butterfly yeah, find and I will it. take a picture there in oh, the gulch. Oh, I even think about that. I'll post now it on Basically Basic. So sorry. <gasps> I wonder if people, when that was being painted, like was it painted overnight, or do you think that they just like it—it it had been there, but nobody knew what it was for. I bet it was, like, done, like, the day before. What is the history of the Taylor Swift butterfly? You should Google it. Google it. Let me know. Google it and DM us. Anyways, moving on. Um, we love Taylor Swift. We hope mm-hmm. that you do as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If you want to give us free tickets to her next concert, we will so happily oblige. And we will actually go with you if you have two extra tickets. Oh, invite us. Um, so, even though it's gloomy out, well, actually, it's, like, a very good juxtaposition for our background of what we're talking about yes. today. Because we're talking about contentment. Um, if you are a listener, you know that this episode has been previously recorded and it sounded like we were aliens. It sounded, Amanda told me it sounded bad, but we listened to it today because she wanted to prove it to me. Yeah. It's horrible. There's no, if we would have released it, you guys would have been like, I, ca- I, I cannot hear what you're if saying. If we would have released it, we would have spent the next 10 years responding to messages <laughs> and emails. I mean like, yeah, we know. We know you can't understand it. <laughs> So we are re-recording it this time around, but you know what? I just believe that God said, nope, today on April 30th, that's the day you were supposed to talk Absolutely. about contentment. So Lord, bring something new to the table today. God, do a new thing. Yes. And you know what? I feel like we go from glory to glory. That's what the word of God says. So actually we are wiser and more able to connect to God's heart on contentment today than we were 30 days ago. So Amen. there we go. So when we were thinking about talking about contentment the first time, round one, um, kind of what brought it up was we were just talking about what are things that everybody kind of struggles with. And we always want to be relatable and talk to you guys about things that we're walking through. I feel like one thing I love about our podcast is we are by no means are experts in anything that we discuss. So we can fully be vulnerable and be like, hey, this is actually an area where we are struggling currently. And I think contentment is something that I mean, honestly, I hope someday we reach the perfect goal and we find the secret, which is what we'll discuss later. That's a little key. That's a little clue for you of what's to come. A Taylor Swift clue. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think in our 20s, early 30s, like 
contentment is hard because it's constantly changing and shifting. Like you're constantly kind of reaching a new level or a new season. And like, I feel like the second you kind of get settled into it, it's like you're almost being pushed into that next thing. It creeps back in. It creeps back in. Yeah. And I think in a day and age where social media is so prevalent and something we can't avoid, it's just part of our generation. Like we now have access to see way too many things into other people's lives that we don't actually know their hardships. Like when I think Mm -hmm. about back back in the golden golden days back Mm -hmm. in time people like only knew the people in their community that they actually did life with and so Mm -hmm. yeah they knew the high points but they also intimately saw the low points and now we have access to just the high points of people that their life seems glamorous it seems perfect it seems whatever and I think those are like constant fiery darts from the enemy of like hey like Yes, you might think you're great, but like look where you could be. Yeah. Or look what's like what this person's doing, you know? And it's hard to not I don't know, it's hard to guard our hearts in that and to remind ourselves, like, okay, no, I can still have these goals. I can still aspire or look up to people or um pray or believe for something amazing. But while I'm doing that, I still have to be content and thankful and grateful for where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Amanda, you had like this amazing insight. You were talking about how we're kind of been like conditioned since children to yeah. kind of struggle with this. I had this thought of like, because I've always, before I really just knew the heart of Jesus, like um, in older years or just maturity or whatever, I always kind of had the thought that like, oh, I think I'm just kind of like an anxious person. Like I would say that over myself, not really realizing what it was doing, but um, not anymore. I say no longer. We no say longer. No longer. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to say that because I would find myself just being like super anxious for the next thing, which looking back is not being content. And um, I think it kind of stems from, for me at least, like uh, I'm not a super structured person and somebody who like by nature is like uh, looking forward to necessarily, I mean, I'm excited about the future, but I'm not someone that's like, well, this comes next and then this comes next. Like I'm not an ABCD line it up kind of gal. Um, so, but I do think that we're kind of bred that way in a sense, just at least here in America, because we have kindergarten and then we go to first grade and then second grade and then third grade and then fourth grade and so on and so on. And then after college, you graduate and it's like, where are you going to, or after high school, you graduate and it's like, where are you going to college? And then after college, it's like, oh, are you dating anyone? Are you married? Where are you going? You know, what are you going to be doing? What's your degree in? And then you have your job, you have your degree, like that's successful. You find the person you want to marry, you get married. When are you guys having kids? It's always like, I guess it's like our our culture in America, maybe other countries too, but um, just to ask what's next all the time. And so I feel like without even realizing what we're doing, it's like nonchalantly being like fed into our brains. Yeah, well, and even like I love when you talked about the school culture because you're right, like when you're in kindergarten, the whole point of kindergarten is to prepare you for first grade. Right. And the whole point of elementary school is to prepare you for middle school Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So it's like your day-to-day in that moment is actually just to prepare you for the the next next thing. thing. Yeah. And I think God's heart is in that. I mean, he's so in process. Like he's constantly using our everyday moments to Mm -hmm. prepare us for what's to come. And like, that's actually his kindness because it's, that's how we waste nothing. It's like even our bad things, the hard things we walk through are actually going to be used to sharpen us, to make us look more like him, to refine us, to prepare us for the future glory that he has. And it's always this process. But I think 
we can sometimes forget that we're in a process. And so in forgetting, we're frustrated that we're not at the quote unquote like destination yet. Right. You know, it's like we think, well, I just want to get there. Like if Mm -hmm. I can just get to that next thing, then I'll be happy. But what we don't realize is once we get to that next thing, that next thing is going to actually just be used to prepare us for the next thing. And it's never going to going to stop and if we're not present enough with jesus and like close enough to hearing his voice and like asking him what he wants us to learn in that season then we really aren't prepared for the next one so if we're only just like looking forward for the next one but not sitting in the one that god has us in it's like well we didn't really let him do his job anyways because we weren't like fully present you know well so i was looking at the definition of contentment or just to be content and it says fulfilled a state of peaceful happiness fully satisfied and i love Mm. that it says like peaceful happiness because we know jesus another name for him is the prince of peace Mm. and so when i think about contentment it's like no matter what we're walking through we have the opportunity to be content which is so hard to say and so hard to live but it's because the one who rules and reigns over our heart and over our mind is the Prince of Peace and he's with us in every season. So that happiness and that joy and that full full satisfaction doesn't come from our circumstance. It comes from who's with us mm-hmm. in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so that place of peace is like, okay, even in this, my promises are you're with me. Mm-hmm. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're going to work this for good. And you're the one that brings me peace and it's not up to me. And like those facts and those like truthful realities and those promises are what we can rest on that make us content. Mm -hmm. And so when I was thinking about that, um, the scripture that actually talks the most about contentment in the Bible is Philippians 4. And the thing about Philippians 4 that I think is funny is like the scripture that everyone knows in Philippians 4 is Philippians 4.13. And it's, Mm -hmm. I can do all All things things through through Christ who gives me strength. It's one of those, like, let's tattoo it on our bodies, let's put it on our purses, like, let's hang it on our walls. Do you know what's interesting to me is the verses that come before and after that, though? Well, that's what I was going to say. So the crazy thing is, is when you read it, like, I did not know that the context of that comes right after Paul is talking about contentment, which Mm -hmm. is really interesting because of all the things that he could say, I can do all things. So Mm -hmm. he could say, I can do all things so I can, like lift up a house or I can do all things so I can heal a blind person or I can raise the dead. But actually the thing in which he's talking about that seems so impossible is Is, to be content. In in like what the picture, the picture that's being painted in my mind is like the hardest thing you can do in life is to be still. Yeah. The hardest thing you could do in life is to learn to be content. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, and someone might correct me, but I'm pretty positive he's writing the book of Philippians from prison. So he's I, literally in prison writing about being content, content. no matter the circumstance. So I'm just going to read it because let's be real. My words are cool, but the word of God <laughs> but is. But God's the one who created the word. Yeah, the one who is the word, he wins. He trumps it all. So let's see. It says. What version are you reading, Cam? I'm reading the NIV. Love. You know, um, my favorite is the Passion Translation, but today we're going to read the NIV. So here we go. It says, rejoice in the, this is starting at verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, 
Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and then the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. But I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned that whatever the circumstances, I can be content. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Preach. Ooh, there's so much gold there's in there. So, I know. There's so much Which, again, in like there. this, I feel like Philippians 4, there's so many like quotable scriptures. Like I've heard, you know, be anxious for nothing. Yes. But in everything with prayer and petition, uh-huh. like, you know, request we take, like, you know, to God. We take like pockets out of those, but like knowing it in the full context. Full context is, is so powerful. Yeah. So it's saying, hey, like. I'm acknowledging that things aren't great. I'm acknowledging that there are things that are difficult right now. Things that could cause anxiety, stress. Mm -hmm. But don't be anxious about those. Bring them to God in prayer. Thank him in expectation. And then his peace is going to come and rule in your heart. Yeah. Then it says, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is praiseworthy, think about those things and like those are the things that we meditate on right right? and actually do them actually do them them and then the verse says put them into practice and then put it in practice Mm because you've seen that someone amazing like paul it worked for him right if it worked for him in prison it can work for you can work for me not in prison it can work for me in my whatever (laughs) bondage or prison i feel like i'm in right now and then it says he's so thankful that people are praying for him but he's like Mm. but it's not that i like am in need because Mm -hmm. i've actually learned that whether i have a lot or whether i have a little like i've learned the secret of life which is to be content in all circumstances. And then he says, and I can do that, which is impossible through Christ who gives me strength. Love. And when I was reading this, something that really stood out to me that I'd never seen before was when it says, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, like that part, it says, think about those things. Mm. But before that, it says, come to God with whatever you're anxious in prayer. And I think I realized that as a believer who knows that God is close, as one that like realizes that God is with me all the time, I think sometimes I confuse like thinking and praying. So like I think sometimes I think that like I am praying about something when really I'm just thinking about it. What I mean by that is like when I pray, it's a relationship and I'm actually coming to God and I'm like bringing my anxiety, my fear, my stress, whatever it is, I'm coming and I'm actually like transferring that stress and I'm bringing it to the Prince of Peace Mm -hmm. and I'm like handing it off. And I know it's prayer because I actually feel that release, right? right? It's like I'm actually releasing this to you, God. And I'm giving it to you. But then like throughout the day, I might be like thinking about things and I like, I'm like, okay, well, God's here. So like, it's almost like I'm praying. He He knows knows my heart. Yeah. But like if I'm, if I've prayed about it and I've given it to God, but then all day I'm still thinking about, well, I don't have this or like, well, this prayer isn't answered or well, what about this God? I'm not praying about it anymore. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just worrying. But what the word says is I actually should think about what is pure, what is holy, what is good what is praiseworthy. And it's almost like this scripture is giving me permission to just let my mind be in joy. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, Hey, Cammie, pray about those things, pass them off to the Lord. But then after that, release them. Mm -hmm. And then after that, what you think about during the day, let those be what it says. If there is anything praiseworthy. Yeah. If there's anything good, think about that. And it's kind of like, okay, when we think about the things that we don't have, and we think about our lack, when we think about 
prayers that haven't been answered yet, our circumstance, we're actually meditating on things that are bringing discontentment. But when we think about things that are good, when we think about things that are pure, when we think about the excellent things in our life, it actually brings contentment because we're meditating on, wow, God, you did do that. Look at what all you've you've done. done. Look what you brought, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and I do think that when we like think about the things that we don't have or like the things that we feel like God hasn't fulfilled in us yet, we're only by thinking about it and not praying about it. We're only feeding those thoughts. That's so good. So it's like, we're not saying, Hey God, I'm, I'm struggling to give you this. I mean, I think first of all, God knows your heart. So it's, you can be honest and and not say like, God, I give you, I give you this, I give you the uncertainty I have for um, this job, I give you the uncertainty I have for a husband, like whatever it is. God knows if you're not fully believing that you're giving it to Him. So I think it's a hundred percent okay to say, God, I'm struggling with giving this to you, but I know that I'm supposed to, and I know that you tell me to. That's so good. And I think that means more to Him than just reciting something you think you're supposed to mm-hmm. say because it's your heart. Yeah, and well, it's saying like, hey, God, this is an area where I'm anxious. I, I feel unsure. I know that you're the God of control, so I want to pass this off to you. Help me to do that. Help me to do that, yeah. But then it's during the day when you find your mind slipping into, maybe it's an Instagram post and you're like, well, this person is married mm-hmm. or, well, this person has babies or, well, this person has a new house mm-hmm. or this person has cool clothes like or they have my dream job, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. When those thoughts start to come in, reminding your soul like, okay, soul, nope, I've already passed that off to the king of kings, the prince of peace. He's the one that rules in my heart. And I'm going to think about what I do have. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to think about thoughts that breed contentment. And that's, and I love that Paul says, that's the secret. Like if you can have the secret of life. We found the secret. We found the secret. (laughs) The secret is to learn how to be content and steady. In all seasons. In all seasons. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is through Christ who gives you strength because he's acknowledging that that's kind of impossible. Yeah. And so I have, I have two things on that. Uh, number one, as you guys know, I have a two and a half year old, almost three year old, and we're kind of in like the tantrum season a little bit, like learning. She has free will to say no to me. We're learning on obeying and listening like the first time, not the eighth time. (laughs) Um, and there's days that I, get to set aside for work and I'm super lucky to have both. And then there's days that I set aside just to be with her and raise a daughter. Um, but in that, if I'm, if I know that God has me on a Monday to be raising her all day and she's told me no 800 times, she's thrown a fit. She hit me cause she got frustrated, like whatever that is. But then I'm looking to my phone for fulfillment or satisfaction and I start scrolling and seeing the girl who is at like a five, a, a four star restaurant, five star, four star, what is it? Twenty star. <laughs> I Let's don't reach know. for the stars. It can be any kind of star restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, with her boss, like getting a rate or whatever, like dressed in dressed to the nines or so. It it could be so easy for me to be jealous of that and to lack a lot of contentment and thinking like, well, I have the capability of doing that if I really wanted to step outside and do that, but like that's not where God has me. Mm-hmm. And it would be so easy to like. I was telling Cammie, I think I struggle the most with contentment whenever I'm like looking to my left and my right, even on Instagram, because we see a lot of people's lives that we normally wouldn't get a peek into. And I don't think God designed that really for us. Like, I don't think he needs us to know the ins and outs of every person's lives. Like, I think that's what community's for. I think that's what like, 
you know, having friendships are for, for sharing those kind of things. But I think when we're constantly scrolling and half the time it's people we don't even know is the thing. Totally. Like don't even have a real relationship with in person. So that is the easiest way to steal my contentment and just my assurance that I'm where I'm supposed to be. So yeah, that's my, that's my like little rule of thumb. If like, if I know I'm in like a hard place, but it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. Just telling God, like, Lord, give me the strength because I got slapped in the face. (laughs) Well, and knowing, like, okay, again, our promise is is that he uses everything for good. So even in those hard places where it feels like you're being refined and you can almost feel the Mm -hmm. tension, like the Mm -hmm. fire pressure Mm -hmm. of, like, this is a hard season, Lord. Right. You can, the contentment comes in like, oh, but you're going to use it for good. Yep. You're going to make this, to make me look more like you, Mm -hmm. which is hard, you know, in that Mm -hmm. moment. But, and life is so, it's not the... Instagram highlight reel. Like, no. I actually took off social media for all of Lent. So. Oh, this was, this was my number two point. I oh, was going to ask you. I was going to say, Cami, segue. Perfect. <laughs> you fasted. It's like I read your mind. You fasted from Instagram. I did. And I want to know, one, what you feel like is the biggest thing God showed you in that, and two, how you feel like you grew in that. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I feel like... You know, social media for me has always been something that's been part of kind of my job. So like basically basic, doing music, like you kind of have to do social media because it's a way to connect with listeners or even just people. And I love social media. Um, But I just felt the Lord inviting me for Lent to take those 40 days off. And I knew it was the right thing to do because I felt that like, I don't want to, Mm -hmm, you know, which is mm -hmm. typically a clue that you need to release it. That's really good. I I just recently heard that about um, like a spending thing. Like if you put yourself on a certain budget or like I'm going to commit for two weeks not to spend mindless money in Target or or whatever it is. If you don't want to like really do it, that is the biggest sign that you should. (laughs) Well, it's the same thing. I I noticed that I learned that as a worship leader because it's those days when I don't want to worship where Mm -hmm. I don't want to declare truth over myself or I don't want to like tell God how great he is because I'm frustrated at him. Mm-hmm. Like those are the times when my, my worship is such a weapon because mm. it's coming from a place of a sacrifice and yeah. it's just like, nope, my soul, my emotions not going to dictate that. My spirit is going to agree with That's who God so good. is. Mm-hmm. And so it was the same with that. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this, but that means I probably should. So I took a break and the crazy thing was, was that during that time, I actually had probably some of the most like Instagrammable things. things going on. I know. And what's funny is I even thought that for you before you, saying you that, shared yeah. it with me, I was like, she's doing a lot of fun, really cool things right now. Like, I wonder if that's hard to not like be able to share it. Well, I was thinking about it. And I was processing with my other friend, Samo, and she was like, you know, what's crazy, Cami, is not only is this for you to be in the moment, um, but it's also you don't know the like how you're protecting other people's hearts mm. by not posting just the highlight reel. Cause if our goal is to spur each other on as sisters in Christ, like sometimes I have to be aware of if, okay, if like my friends are walking through this season and this season, me being able to, I was in, I was in Colorado, I was skiing. Then mm-hmm. I went to Palm Springs. I was in LA at the beach. My best friend got married. Mm-hmm. Like there was just a lot of celebration going yeah. on in this, in these 40 days. And it was like a lot of like, really cool glamorous looking mm. things that I got to do but for people who may listen to the podcast and only know you like through the podcast or through social media like they don't get the honor to see you in your lows yeah. either and so and that's what she was saying and it's that's so good that's really cool because it's like I know you're getting to like do these cool things but I 
I'm more excited for those for you because I've seen the lows that you've walked through. And it's cool because it's like every season is high and low. Like there's Mm -hmm. not, even though this 40 days was filled with traveling and fun stuff and time with my husband and all these things, actually like was supposed to go to Nashville in that trip as well. And I ended up canceling it because Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I've actually been gone a lot and I was tired and I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to, just add another thing just to do it. For the like, sake of adding it. Yeah. So I think the main thing that the Lord showed me was like, what am I doing that's actually just because it brings me joy, mm-hmm. not because it's going to be cool to post. Mm-hmm. Like even in traveling, I noticed myself making, I'm just being honest, like mm-hmm. I would make different choices of things I was doing because it didn't matter of like, well, this would be a cool thing to do. Or I've mm-hmm. seen this on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, and I wasn't checking in with people. And mm-hmm. I just released myself to be like, yeah, like people are going to message me and I'm not going to be able to message them back. And that's okay. They mm-hmm. will be fine. The world will keep spinning. And yeah. if they need to find another way to contact me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it quieted me down and I wasn't looking at like, oh, like, let me take a picture of this moment. I was just like present mm-hmm. in that moment. And then also I realized like when I did take pictures, it was because I actually enjoy taking pictures and it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to take a picture for me. So that was something that the Lord taught me. But I think too, I came back to social media a little bit more just aware of how much mindless scrolling mm-hmm. can happen and mm-hmm. how much more present I am in my life when I don't do that. Mm -hmm. And knowing that like, yeah, like in the amazing moments that I had of traveling, there was also sad moments. There was also not perfect moments. Like life is just up and down and 40 days is a lot of life. Like I like think about all the things that happened while I was on social media. I'm like, man, like there's just so much that can happen in that short of a time. And so if I use that mentality to think, okay, what are my goals then? Like what are some goals I could do in 40 days? that I could be more intentional with my time instead of just, like, scrolling or posting, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I realized, like, my life is my life. Even if people are going to like a picture or feel like they're a part of it because they get to see it, they're not actually living it. That's no. up to me. No. And so as present as I want to be in the moment, it's kind of my choice. And the more present I am, the more content I'm going to be. Yeah. Even in the pain, even to be present in pain. Because I think totally. sometimes we can just scroll or post or be like, well, you know, this is awesome. So I'm doing this. So that's okay. Like, no, we can still like come to God. Like it says, come to him with your anxiety. Like you can be honest with like, this is hard. This is difficult. I'm going to think about the good things, but I'm also going to like give you the hard things. And there's both at the same time. Right. We can always have things we can think about and meditate on that are good Mm -hmm. and exciting, but we can also at the same time be walking through things that we're like, okay, I have to give this to you, God, have to give this to you. Well, and I think it's, I think it's just as vital to, to give him the like, undivided attention in the hard times if not more so than the good times Mm -hmm. because I know for me I've walked through seasons of a lot of discontentment where I wasn't sure like what the next season held for me or what even the next hour and the next day held for me and if I wouldn't have been like fully tuned in with the Lord I and well and to actually be honest looking back in those times I think I did a lot of shopping even because that's so good to be aware what are the ways I'm numbing out yes and And maybe it's not social media maybe it is shopping yes and it was and I would literally just go to the mall and walk around and I was single at the time well I say single I didn't have a husband so my money was my money and (laughs) I would just buy whatever I wanted to and like looking back that was totally a numbing thing for me of not having to ask God what are you really showing me that's being revealed in my heart that I am too busy and I want to numb with other things to have time to look at it? Like, I love that because really I think in. we know from God's word and just the, the reality. Like we, As believers, we have this deep knowing 
that nothing is going to fully satisfy, which we now know is the definition of contentment. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to bring that peaceful happiness but Jesus. Right. And so we have all these like lesser lovers, mm-hmm. it, kind of a way to say it, like lesser gods that mm-hmm. we can run to. They're easier to access. They don't take as much pressing in. Mm-hmm. We can get a quick fix from them. It could be overeating. It could be overspending. Anything. It could be getting val- validation from friends. Mm-hmm. It could even just be anytime you're sad, making sure that you're not alone because right. you never quiet down enough to actually deal with the pain. It's like, I'm just going to go hang out with a friend because mm-hmm. then I can like... Then I can numb it. I can numb my brain that way. Well, and I think sometimes mindless scrolling is the easiest, cheapest, fastest, quickest way to do that mm-hmm. is you're just scrolling and you don't have to look at your life because you're looking at the 2,000 people you follow. Totally. You're looking at their life instead. And that's a lot easier to do than to like sit down and go to a quiet place. And, you know, I used to think like, whenever I'd walk through hard things, my mom, who's wiser than me and older than me and better than me, <laughs> she'd be like, Kimmy, like, thank God for your husband. Thank God for, like, your clothes. Thank God for your house. And I think, like, honestly, there was a time where that, like, kind of pissed me off. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, mom. mom. Like, I know. Like, kind of just really entitled of, like, why would I thank God for that? Like, of course I have that. Like, yeah. okay, cool. I have clothes. Like, okay, cool. I have cool, coffee. I have like, this. you yeah. know, and to be honest, that was, like, my heart of just, like, yeah, like, that's fine. Like, that's I'm thankful. Cool and all. But, like, not, like, really. Like, I have <laughs> higher expectations for my life. And maybe it's the Enneagram 3 in me of, like, I'm a goal setter. I'm a I have goal big setter. dreams. I'm like, no, Lord, I'm contending for miracles. I have I'm more than for this. breakthrough. Like, I'm contending <laughs> for, like, you know, the highest mountains that you want me to climb. Like, I'm not going to settle for this valley right, right now. Like, no. But I think, like, there's, yes, we're supposed to contend and believe for big things, but God never wants us to forget the breath that he gives us. The, like, Every day. Yeah, the, the simple things that we might just take for granted. And for me, I saw that play out. I think in my most discontent season was – coming back from LA, mm-hmm. feeling like my dreams had kind of been shattered, mm-hmm. feeling so unsure about my future health. Getting a lot of no's. A lot of no's, a lot of closed doors, a lot of just, what are we doing, God? I feel really confused. And the job that I ended up taking in that season was a plan B, C, D job, honestly. Yeah. I was like, I'll just take this job for a short time until I figure out what the heck I'm doing with my Which life. Which is so crazy to think that now. Oh, my goodness. Because it's it's like such your heart to It's me. so my heart. So I took a job at a nonprofit running an after-school program for at-risk inner-city kids. And in that season, the Lord told me, don't get a job at a church. Find your church. But for me, all I ever know to do is ministry. So I was like, okay, I'll do ministry, but I just won't be in a church. So I took this job. Um, and it turned my whole entire world upside down times a billion I can't even imagine myself not knowing these kids or not having that job but here I am complaining about not having a record deal complaining about not like a church plant we had wanted to do falling through like complaining about not knowing you know what our destination was or where we were going and every day I'm showing up and I'm working with kids that are homeless I'm working Mm -hmm. with kids that have their parents are in jail uh they don't have clothes they don't have school supplies Mm -hmm. they don't have food when they go home Mm -hmm. and it was like the ultimate I I don't want to say slap in the face but like kind wake up call kind wake up call from a good father who's like hey Cammie open your eyes Mm -hmm. like love you sweetheart but like there is (laughs) more there is more in this world but there's also more I want in you like I don't want you to focus on these this one destination goal because I may or may not ever reach that high mountain quote unquote like goal Mm -hmm. but that every step along the way God wants me to be content and thankful for my today and he wants to use my today in a ways that maybe don't seem glamorous but are actually ways that my life can be laid out before him and in that season and still today like I still go hang out with these kids 
I don't even get paid to do it now, but I just show up at their complex and like hang out because it changed my whole heart and it reminded me of like I'm not entitled Mm -hmm. to anything. Mm -hmm. And like when I look at those kids, they have so much promise, so much beauty, and I know I can feel God's heart for them. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't give them an endless credit card, if he didn't give them a Mercedes, if he didn't give them a influencer Instagram page with 50,000 followers, then – and I know he loves them – why do I question his love for me if I don't have those things? That's so good. Why do I question, like, if I can be content when they're just, like, pumped to get talkies? Like, I yeah. literally bring them talkies and they're like, yeah, Miss Kimmy. Yes. Like, and, I mean, I could go on for years about stories from that. But it was just constantly the Lord in that season humbling me and reminding me what the Christian life was all about mm-hmm. and what I really did need to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. And it's funny because growing up, I think – Again, just I think maybe living, maybe it's living in the country we live in. I don't know, like the things that we value of like get a good job, do this, like do that. I think I probably did hold like money and things like that to a higher standard when I was younger. Not that I'm like old, I'm literally 29. Um, But the older I get and like have a family, and the more I just experience life, the more I really do crave the simplicity and like the humility because it's like that is where I'm lasting it's lasting and that is where I'm like the most at peace and that is where I can feel God the most and it's like cutting out the distractions of okay why do I want to go shopping or why do I want to like sit here and scroll through my phone like and I don't think we always have to think into it that much I mean obviously those things aren't necessarily bad but I think it's when like we said we're numbing it for something else Mm -hmm. and I just don't want to look at somebody else's life no matter whose it is and think I should be there like I just never want to have that thought and I even was reading something the other day that was talking about whatever God's call on your life is like do that and don't worry about if you're if you're not like if you've started something so this podcast for instance like if we were looking at the numbers and being like well we only have this amount like we don't have a million like plays yet like we should have a million plays like what if God never intended us to have a million plays? It's so good. So it's like it doesn't even matter. Like the, the numbers on it or like any of that, like the statistics or like what people think or what people say or what like we even think, what we let like creep into our minds sometimes. Like I don't even think those things should matter. No. Like God's called us to something and we get to do it. And yeah. that's like the beauty of it. And I read something. I'm reading another book by my girl, Alicia Britt, Chloe or whatever the heck. However you say her name. Yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> like I don't even know her Please name. Be on our podcast. I'm obsessed with you. She's so brilliant, you guys. But she, hers was the Devo that I was doing during Lent. And then there's a book that I'm reading right now that I'm sure I'll be talking about for the next months to come called Anonymous. And it's about the hidden years of Jesus, like the first 30 years that we don't really know about. And okay, this is I I want to read, to read this it. because this is I literally had this thought the other day or this question. I was like, we Jesus doesn't really start preaching until he's 30. And so I was like, what was he doing oh before that? It's such a good I'm only on chapter five and I'm my world has been. I'm rocked. like, did he know? It's well, she talks about how like okay, there's so many things that I could share about it, but the th- one part I wanted to share because there's we can we, we need to do a podcast yes. about this later because it's like, just I there's, really, there's so no, much we really wisdom need in it. to because I have a lot of questions. Yeah, well, so one thing she shared was like she went to China and she was um, on this trip and in, in China they do this like it's like a big feast or something, but they have like a twelve course meal, and she said she kept kind of waiting for like the main course, like what's the main course, like, but she kind of started to realize after a while like oh no, there's not a main course like every course in this 12 course meal is meant to be fully enjoyed and like 
they're all equally important. But in Western culture in America, we look for the main We have course. like, you know, we get an appetizer, yeah. maybe we get a salad, but like it's all leading up to what's the, the main, main dish. And if you, you know, don't get a main course, you'd be like, well, that was a waste. Like, right. you know, you might where's, even, you might where's even my not, chicken? <laughs> exactly. You might even not eat as much of an appetizer as you would want or as much of a salad as you would want right. because you want to save, you want to save the, for the yeah. main course. And the funny thing about the appetizer and the salad is like at a nice restaurant, like the main chef might not even touch those. Like they're not even cultivated or made by the one who's really like creating the meal. Right. And I feel like in our faith in Western culture, like that's kind of what we do in America is we, mm-hmm. We have these goals and this American dream and this thing that we're waiting for. And we're like, well, I'll be fully satisfied or happy when. Mm -hmm. And we're waiting for this main course of life. But what we don't realize is that like life is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we preserve our joy. Like, well, I don't want to be too happy. And I've actually said this before. Like, I remember telling Steven, I like, this is such a weird thought, but I had this lie from the enemy. Is I was like, well, I don't want to be like fully celebrating this because I feel like if I do, then God's going to think that I'm okay here. Yeah. And he's going to keep me here. That's to- that's the total achiever. In yeah. Oh, completely. Because I'm like, if I fully celebrate this season, then like God might be like, okay, well then she's oh, good. Look how happy she, she is. She can stay here forever, you yeah. know? Like almost like God doesn't already know your heart. He doesn't already know yeah. and he doesn't already know the plans <laughs> he has for me, right? But I feel like when I was working at the nonprofit – even in the days where I would come home and I would just be so filled because I was like, I just got to be the hands and feet of Christ, these kids. And I am so loved by them and I love them so much. It's like, I wouldn't let myself fully enjoy it Mm. because in the back of my mind, I was like, but it's just this, it's just this plan B. It's not my dream. And so it almost disqualifies it. But I think as I'm getting older and maturing, the Lord's showing me like we as believers get to fully celebrate and be thankful in every season and know that the main course is right now. Like mm. if I'm waiting for this destination place to be fully satisfied, my life is going to pass me by. Cause when by, I guarantee you by the time I get to there, hopefully I'll be even more healed up and more free that that idol won't even mean as much to me anymore. Right. I'm like, it's Jesus. It's all about him. Like my contentment comes from him in any season. And I think that's what Paul is talking about is like, he's like, I'm no longer waiting mm-hmm. for this end game mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Because I already have it in Christ. And so whether I'm well fed or not, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm like praised by man or I'm not, I'm good. Like whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. And so I guess as we close this podcast out, mm-hmm. the challenge I would have for us this week is to stop waiting for this one thing or multiple things to be content and to ask the Lord this week, okay, God, I'm going to be anxious for nothing. I'm going to pray with petition and thanksgiving. I'm going to give you my requests and your peace is going to pass all understanding. But then all week, I'm going to think about things that are good and I'm going to think about the things that bring me joy. I'm going to think about the little things that I'm thankful for and I'm going to choose to be content and thankful for things that maybe I've never thanked him for Yeah, and not just stand in this place of like, but this, like, no, like right now. There is no but. There's no but. Yeah. You're living the main course (laughs) right now. There is no dot, dot, dot. There's no dot, dot, dot. You're period and today is a good day. Boom. And I have a second challenge. Love it. If you are in a season where... I, th- I think for um, a lot of people, when you're in a season that is not as flashy or something that's like Instagrammable, it's not as fun to talk about and people aren't going to praise you as much for it. So like, oh, you got your kid in a car seat while they threw a fit. Good job. Wait, that's awesome. Go. I'm so jealous. Like no, nobody's ever like, that's I'm like, like real jealous of that. Yeah. I wish I did. Like nobody is going to praise that a lot of the times. And so... I just want to encourage you, if you are in that season, 
like Kami said, to look for the little things. And I promise you, your eyes will be open and there's so much to be thankful for. And on the flip side of that, if you are in a season where maybe, like Kami said, she was traveling to cool places for 40 days and got to go to a lot of fun, um, just things and celebratory things. I think those are, I think that is so awesome. And clearly that is so fun for you. But I think it's really important to think about like the why and why you're posting it too. So I think it's, important not to post something just for the sake of look at me, look at me, or to make other people jealous of what you're doing. Like I really do believe that a lot of people share those joyful things because they really do just want to share them. I mean, I think that's what social media at the end of the day is for is like, I want to share this because it's my life and it's fun. But I would say just to be mindful of sharing things for the sake of bragging about the showy like season that you're in. Does that make sense? That completely makes sense. Cause it's like a heart check of, okay, if my only motivation is to kind of like brag and to prove that I'm worth something, right? maybe figuring out, okay, if I'm going to post that, how can I also post the kid in the car seat? Like, exactly. Cause I honestly think when we, when we post real things on social media, people like it. Like oh, they're like, totally. yeah, girl, like, yes, I got spit up on today too. <laughs> you know? Love. Oh man. Guys, so we good. love y'all so much. And we hope that you know your value and you know that you have things to be thankful for and content for and satisfied for today. Because at the end of the day, Jesus loves you and gave you life and gave you life. And he died for you. Like that is, if that is the only thing today that you can praise God for worth it, worth it worth all the praise. So guys, I'm Cammie. I'm Amanda. We're Basically Basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic.